little cup is the best receptacle for barbecues, tailgates, fairs, and festivals, and you, sir, do not have a pair of testicles if you prefer drinking from glass. A red solo cup is cheap and disposable. In 14 years, they are decomposable, and unlike my home, they are not foreclosable. Freddie Mac can kiss my ass. Woo! Red solo cup. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, welcome into the studios of KALA HD2 106.1, located here on the campus of St. Ambrose University. This is St. Ambrose Sports Radio Show, Schistel Speaks Sports here on KALA. And as always, in and out of every week, I'm your host, Ryan Schistel. What you heard for the intro music of tonight's episode was Red Solo Cup by Toby Keith, the country music legend who unfortunately passed away earlier this week. Today is February 8th, 2024, and it was yet another pretty beautiful day here in the Quad Cities area and on the campus of St. Ambrose University. Pretty windy, but overall not a bad day. Once again, able to bust out some shorts instead of wearing sweatpants, stuff like that. Just a real comfortably weathered day. So we are in for yet another busy episode tonight, folks, with seven different sports to talk about. So the teams that have been in season, all things considered, are still winning their games. And, you know, there are a couple new sports that are going to be looking for some early success. And uh, with that, I say we jump right into it. We're going to start this episode off talking about track and field. As over the past week, the SAU track and field teams were in Bourbon, Illinois for the Walter Kramer invite on the campus of Olivet Nazarene University. Although there are no official team scores or placements posted, it seems as though the Bees did quite well. For the men's team, Chris Messerandino qualified for nationals in the 800-meter run after coming in first place. Joining him with first place finishes were Will Reemsma in the 60-meter hurdles, Jonah Wilson in shot put, and the men's 4x400-meter relay team. Outside of those first place finishes, the B's men's team had eight top five finishes in the event. So with that all said and done, you've got Mezzerandino, Reemsma, Wilson, and the 4x4 team plus those eight, so 12 total top five finishes, including the first placers for the men's team. For the women's team, Gabby Butler's 200-meter dash time and Riley Warden's pole vault scores were enough to have both qualifying times and just scores overall for nationals. Along with Butler's 200-meter qualifying run, Anna Miller's shot put and the women's 4x400-meter relay team all received first place honors. Outside of the first place finishers, the Bees women's team had nine different events in which they placed top five. So, you know, it's it's very good looking once again for track and field. This is something I feel like I talk about in every single episode, but track and field is arguably the strongest, definitely one of the strongest uh, sports here on the campus of St. Ambrose University in and out of the indoor and outdoor seasons. Uh, year in, year out, it feels like since I started the show, I you know, my freshman year, junior now, it's one of those things that 
every time I go to talk about track and field, they are always winning. They're always placing high in team scores and stuff like that. So very good to see that at least one team is going to consistently win. And obviously there are more sports here that are consistently winning, but track and field always a good one to talk about. Looking ahead to this weekend for the Fighting Bees track and field teams, it's the final home meet for the indoor season. The Fighting Bees will be in the Wellness and Recreation Center, or SAU's WRC, for the SAU tune-up. The SAU tune-up will also share the title of Senior Night for the track and field teams. Good luck to the Bees. In terms of wrestling, the wrestling team was back in action after a week-long break from Orange City, Iowa. Over the weekend, the Bees were in for five matchups, but something was looking a little bit strange. When clicking on the results tab of many different athletics websites, whether it be St. Ambrose's or some other schools, four out of the five matchups that the Bees were in say no score posted. So that got me thinking, you know, okay, well, you know, for one of the five, it says that the Fighting Bees, you know, had a team score, stuff like that, but... What if I individually click? And when I individually clicked on the matchups, it was very strange because the sheets were empty. Like, score sheets were empty. Um, And by that, I mean the total team score. But also, it felt like half of the matchups for every single, you know, matchup that the Beast had were left blank. Like, blank fighter versus blank uh, fighter, or, you know, blank wrestler, I guess I should say, versus blank wrestler. So, a bit strange to see that the Fighting Bees don't have any team scores posted. Not really sure how it went from Orange City. Didn't have any time to talk to the wrestlers. But what I can tell you is that in terms of the one matchup, the Bees do have a score posted against. The wrestling team did lose by a score of 19-27 to up against Dickinson State. Uh, Dickinson State, like I said, getting the better of the Bees. And, you know, 19 to 27, I don't want to say it's super close, but I don't want to say it's a complete and utter blowout either, which, you know, I, I guess you got to look at the positives out of anything. But looking individually at the team scores up against Dickinson State, to start it off, Isaac Martinez. One versus Angel Cruz by decision in the 133-pound weight class. Then Giuseppe Guerrera won over Dante Venema in the 141-pound weight class to get four more points for the Bees. Tate O'Shea won over Tug Taylor by terms of a fall to receive six points for the Fighting Bees in the 149-pound weight class. And Slade Diaz, the student... Uh, government president this year won over Joseph Oliver by terms of decision in the 165. You have to go all the way down to the 197-pound weight class where Tyrese Johnson won via decision 8-6 to over Samuel Adams to get three more points for the Bees. But again, with that all adding up, the team out of North Dakota in Dickinson State does win 27 219 up against the Fighting Bee wrestling team. So this wrestling team will be back in action tomorrow from Des Moines at 7 o'clock p.m. They'll be taking on Grandview. Grandview normally pretty good in terms of wrestling. So uh, it'll be very interesting to see how the Bees do. But 
good luck to those bees who are going to be wrestling. And hopefully they come back with a win. The next board up to talk about is the SAU bowling teams as they were also back in action over the weekend at the Cohawk Invite from Cedar Rapids. For the men's team, a total score of 8,535 was enough to lock down second place out of the 12 teams in competition. However, the somewhat sad news, it was only eight pins behind the victors of Mount Mercy. Now, the Fighting Bees, you know, they, they competed on Saturday and Sunday. Going into Sunday, the Fighting Bees actually had the first place lead, so they bowled very well on Saturday. However, they do end up losing it. Lucas Finley was what I would call the best B of the tournament, coming in fifth place individually with a score of 1,140 over the five games that he had bowled in. For the women's bowling team, it was also a podium finish, coming in third place out of the 10 teams with a score of 7,474. Sammy Upham was the best bowler for the women's team, I would say, scoring 937 pins over the five games she bowled in. Now, both of these bowling teams have had very strong seasons between the fall and early spring semesters, and it has actually been really fun to see neither one of these teams truly drop off from where they finished in the fall semester and really just, in total, never taking their foot off of the gas pedals so it'll be very interesting to see how the bees do this weekend as the regular season is set to come to an end. This weekend, it's the Hoosier Classic from Indianapolis, Indiana on Saturday and Sunday to close out the regular season. Good luck to the men's and women's bowling team down in Indy. Coming up this week in terms of swimming and diving, the Fighting Bees will be in the Liberal Arts Championships from Hobart, Indiana. It's Hobart's Aquatic Center on Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, and Saturday from the 14th to the 17th. Uh, the Fighting Bee Swim and Dive teams for both the men's and women's side of things were not in action over the past week, so... Not much to talk about for them. However, a, this is going to be the last matchup that the Fighting Bees have. And when I say matchup, you know, just the last, uh, you know, event. The last quote-unquote game day, even though it's four days, that the Fighting Bees swim and dive teams will have until the NAIA championships. Once again, that is the Liberal Arts Championships from the Hobart Aquatic Center in Hobart, Indiana. If you are looking for times on Wednesday, the championships start at 5.30 p.m. Central Time. And then Thursday, Friday, and Saturday, the time of start will be 10 o'clock a.m. Again, that is Central Standard Time. So good luck to the men's and women's swim dive teams as they also look to continue their strong campaigns. So, ladies and gentlemen, that is going to do it for the first half of tonight's episode of Schistel Speak Sports. If you missed any of it, track and field, wrestling, bowling, and swim and dive were the main talking points 
in half number one. However, coming up after this short station break, it'll be volleyball looking to improve. Basketball's postseason hopes hanging on and a fake opening day for softball with a real opening day coming up for baseball. Don't touch that dial because this is the place to be on your Thursday night. You're listening to Schistel Speak Sports on KALA HD 2, 106.1. In school sports, it's easy to see the wins, the moments that make headlines. But there's so much work that goes unseen for any of it to happen. My name is Phil Risen, and I'm the Executive Director of the National Interscholastic Athletic Administrators Association. Throughout the country, athletic administrators dedicate countless hours to making life-changing opportunities possible for student-athletes through sports. Their sacrifice is fueled by the belief that every student can grow and deserves their time to shine. On behalf of the NIAAA, we want to thank every athletic administrator for your tireless dedication to providing 7.8 million students across the country a path to a better future. This message presented by the NIAAA, the National Interscholastic Athletic Administrators Association. When my family found out I was on drugs, they were devastated. It was killing them, you know, it was killing them. It tears your family up more than it does you. My dad was frantic, and he looked at me and he said, we're not going to gamble with your life. I wanted to have my family back, and that's when my mother found Narconon. If you or someone you love has a drug or alcohol problem, call Narconon today at 1-800-468-6933 or visit us at www.stopaddiction.com. Imagine you're in a large white room in the midst of a party. You look around and see everyone is wearing the same dull styles of clothes. You notice that they're all eating the same foods and drinking the same drinks. In fact, Everyone pretty much looks the same and talks in the same way about the same things. The sameness of everyone overwhelms you, and you walk out in search of a livelier party. But every place you go is the same. Our lives can be a colorful celebration by appreciating the diversity of others. We're all diverse, whether it's in our race, religion or physical challenges diversity is you and me celebrate diversity in our community a message from the quad cities mayor's media roundtable you shake my nerves and you rattle my brain too much of love drives a man insane you broke my will but what a thrill goodness is gracious great balls of fire i love what i thought it was funny you came along and this is KALA, HD2 Davenport, and K291 BP Bettendorf at 106.1 FM. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back into the studios of KALA HD2 106.1, located on the campus of St. Ambrose University. This is the University Sports Radio Show, Schistel Speaks Sports, and as always, I am your host, Ryan Schistel. In the first half of the show, it was track and field, wrestling, bowling, and swim and dive. Now in the back half of the episode, it's men's volleyball, basketball, softball, and baseball. Let's jump right into it. 
In terms of the men's volleyball team, there has not been any action to report. As a bit of a reminder, though, the Fighting Bees opened up their regular season slowly as they sit with an overall record of 1-5 on the campaign. Although the team has not played this past week, that changes this week in a big way. The Fighting Bees will have a lot of games coming up, and they are as follows. Tomorrow, the Fighting Bees take on Morningside and the Missouri Valley. On Saturday, they take on Dort, Iowa, and number 5 Grandview. All four of those matchups come from Sioux City. After returning from Sioux City, the Bees will face off against Culver Stockton at 7.30 Tuesday at home. They close out the week with a matchup against number 15 Mount Mercy at home Thursday at both 5 o'clock and 7 o'clock for a varsity doubleheader. So out of that, that is seven different games that the Fighting Bees will be playing in in this upcoming week. Uh, a very busy schedule, you know, obviously four this weekend, one on Tuesday, and then two on Thursday. Um, that 5 o'clock Thursday game, I should be able to report the score of 7 o'clock in that doubleheader against Mount Mercy. So that second matchup with Mount Mercy, that might have to wait until not next week's episode, but the week after, strictly due to the fact that, you know, that's what time this show normally comes to an end around. So kind of hard to report on something when you are already off the air. So many of these matchups are much needed wins for the Fighting Bees to turn the early season around, especially with conference play on the horizon right after that 7 o'clock matchup against Mount Mercy. That is when conference play kicks off for this men's volleyball team men's volleyball team you know they they struggled last year they come into the season now one and five so now I think the biggest focal point should be how do we turn this around you know how do we how do we figure out a way to stockpile a couple wins you know realistically looking at it seven straight wins this week alone that might be a little bit hard to come by however you know it's Doable. I'm not going to say it's impossible. I'm just saying that it's going to be a hard task and one that this Fighting Bees team will really have to be up for the challenge if they want to complete a seven-win run. Um, you know, realistically looking at it, I think if you go four and three, you're in a better spot. That would move you to five and eight overall, which obviously is still a bit of a losing record. However, it's a record that looks a lot more respectable than, let's just say, you know, goodness forbid the Fighting Bees go 0-7 and, and they're sitting at 1-12. So it'll be very interesting to see how this men's volleyball team does. Obviously, I'll try to have all the scores of these seven games in next week's episode, or I guess I should say six because, like I said, that 7 o'clock game on Thursday I won't be able to talk about. But very interested to see how this Fighting Bee team does. I'm also very interested just with the fact that the Fighting Bees have a doubleheader on a Thursday night against the same team. I feel like you don't see that all too often. I feel like this is the first time I've ever seen it covering a St. Ambrose sport um, outside of, you know, baseball or softball where they're playing a three-game series and they play two games on one day. But for a sport like volleyball, yeah, I don't think I've ever seen that before. So a bit interesting in my books. But good luck to the men's volleyball team. 
Now, both the basketball teams had two games this week once again. Looking at the women's team first, it was a 1-1 one one record on the week. On Saturday, the Bees got a road victory over the Judson Eagles by a score of 65-52. to Abby Walter was the B of the game for that one, putting up 14 points, 6 rebounds, and 2 steals. She also had 2 blocks. Then, last night, the Fighting Bees fell to the Governor State Jaguars by a score of 60-51. to The Bees had a 1-point lead heading into the halftime break, but the Jaguars would outscore the Bees 18-5 in quarter number 3 to gain a lead and win. This women's basketball team now sits with a record of 6-14 overall and 6-9 in the conference. The Fighting Bees currently hold on to the number 8 seed in the conference right now. That is the CCAC. Eight teams make it to the conference tournament. So Fighting Bees holding on by a thread. There is still some room where the Fighting Bees can move up a couple spots, but there's also some room where the Fighting Bees can fall out of the conference. So this upcoming week, very big for the Fighting Bees. For the men's team, it was also a one-in-one week, breaking a three-game losing streak. The Fighting Bees started out the week losing their third straight to Judson, 83-70 on the road. However, the team did bounce back nicely with an 83-71 win over Governor State. Will Spriggs led the charge with a team-high 16 points. Spriggs also added two rebounds, three assists, and two steals to his night up against the Jaguars. The men's team now sits with an overall record of 12 wins. 12 wins and 11 losses, they are the 6th place team in the conference at 9-6. and six. Just like the women's team, this men's team sits in a spot where it looks like they could jump up to, realistically, they could jump up to 2nd if they hit a bit of a winning streak, um, but they are very close to being anywhere from the 4 seed all the way to like the 10th seed. Um, so again, there is a lot riding on the rest of this regular season for both of these basketball teams, but Especially, I think this would be the first time that both of these teams make the conference tournament in the same season uh, since I've been at Ambrose. I could be wrong about that, but last year I know the women's team definitely only made it, and I think my freshman year only the women's team made it as well. So uh, that could be very exciting, not only as somebody who broadcasts those games, but just as an overall SAU sports fan. Looking ahead into this week, both teams will be in action twice. On Saturday, the women kickoff play at noon against the conference leaders, number 15, Indiana South Bend. The men follow at 2 o'clock against Indiana South Bend, as those games will both be played in South Bend, Indiana. Then, on Wednesday, it's a Valentine's Day doubleheader at home as the Bees square off against Roosevelt at 5.30 and 7.30 from Lee Loman Arena. KALA will be on the call for those games against Roosevelt. Good luck to the Bees and can't wait to cover you guys on Wednesday. Now, the next board up, softball, as the SAU softball team had a soft launch of their season this past weekend, taking both games of an exhibition doubleheader against Hawkeye Community College. The Fighting Bees season officially starts this weekend with one of SAU's dome tournaments. On Saturday, this softball squad will face off against St. Mary's, Nebraska, 
at 10.30 a.m., and then they will face off against Cornerstone, Michigan at 5.30. Then, on Sunday, the Fighting Bees take on Viterbo at 3.15 and Culver Stockton, Missouri at 5.30. Good luck to the Fighting Bees softball team as they look for a very strong start to their regular season. I know talking to one or two players on the softball team, they said, you know, yes, we got both wins in the doubleheader against Hawkeye, However, you know, we kind of went into those expecting we'd be able to beat them by a bit more. So kind of an interesting way of looking at it. Like, yes, we got the win, but we want more. I think that is what I would consider a winner's mentality. So something I really like to see. But I think that the Bees will do well in these four games this weekend. Now, just like softball, it's baseball time here at SAU. And that feels weird to say on February 8th. The St. Ambrose baseball team kicks off their season with a four-game series against number 16 Kansas Wesleyan from Dean Evans Stadium in Salina, Kansas. The Fighting Bees take on Wesleyan at 12 o'clock noon and 2.30 both Friday, so tomorrow, and Saturday. I personally love this matchup to start the season for this Fighting Bee men's baseball team as it's a tough opponent for the Bees to play, and it's one that can kind of set a standard of what SAU needs to expect coming into this year. Uh, you know, it's also Tony Huntley's first time at the helm as the official head coach of the Fighting Bees, so it'll be interesting to see how this team reacts to new leadership. But, yeah, I, I'm very excited to see how this matchup turns out for the Bees. You know, you're going up against a ranked opponent to start, so a good chance to, let's just say, the Bees sweep. I would put them in the rankings. Um... But like I said, I think this is a great test as to, you know, what you need to expect for the rest of the season. This is a great opportunity to look at, all right, you know, this was our strong point. Maybe we need to fix up the outfield or fix up the infield, something like that, just a little bit. And, uh, yeah, I like I said, I, I can't get over this matchup. When I first saw this was the matchup to start out the season, I got very excited because I just knew that, you know, it's going to be a tough opener but it's going to be a good opener for the Fighting Bees. With that, folks, that is going to do it for this week's edition of Schistel Speak Sports here on KALA HD2 106.1. As always, it was a busy episode talking St. Ambrose Sports, and you can find this episode or past episodes on KALA streaming services such as Spotify or SoundCloud. As a friendly reminder, you can tune in live to KALA HD2 106.1, or you can watch live on the Fighting Bee Network uh, for the basketball games this Wednesday. You know, Wednesday also being Valentine's Day. I think it's a great way to spend, you know, your Valentine's Day with your loved one. Uh, who wouldn't want to be watching college sports? That's just kind of my personal opinion. I think a great Valentine's Day would be, you know, being with your loved one, and watching college sports or pro sports, either one. Uh, that's just me, though, because that is the you know, sports nerd inside of me saying, hey, you put a basketball game, football game, baseball game, whatever it may be in front of me, I'm going to be watching it, I'm going to be happy, and yeah. <laughs> uh, another reminder, on February 17th, KALA and SAU-TV will be having an alumni night in the Galvin Fine Arts Center. You can meet myself and my fellow students who work up here at, at KALA. Uh, we are known as the Scholar Bees. Also, you can get tours of KALA and SAU-TV. 
Uh, you will, can also, I believe, buy some KLA merchandise, um, and we will have some appetizers and beverages ready for the night. This is in an effort to better promote not only our programs and ourselves, but possibly raise some money to send our students to the numerous award ceremonies we get nominations to throughout the two programs. Uh, one more thing. Didn't even write it down, but I'm going to say it. Obviously, there is a major NFL game coming on on Sunday between the Kansas City Chiefs and the San Francisco 49ers. Uh, if you are a big football fan, enjoy watching that. I know I will be having a little bit of a watch party in my apartment with my roommates and some of our close friends got some food all bought up or food ordered for Sunday. Um, I know this might be a bit of a hot take because I know there are a good amount of Chiefs fans that live around the Quad Cities area, but go 49ers. That's how I'm going to end this episode. Go 49ers this weekend. So with that, this episode is officially over once again. This has been the St. Ambrose University Sports Radio Show, Schistel Speak Sports, on KALA HD2 106.1 FM. As always, I've been your host, Ryan Schistel. Have a great rest of your Thursday, and go bees. American girls and American guys will always stand up and salute. We'll always recognize when we see old glory flying there's a lot of men dead